A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Martin Kellner, as always, gave us his week of sport on TV with yes. a special focus on the sports personality. I thought it was in good form today. He was. And, uh, we had a chat about some ooh, bits and pieces. Lots of Christmassy stuff in the bits We did, today, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of Christmassy stuff. And also, we had a returning guest, uh, Angus MacDonald, the uh, Hull City defender, came with the very best news, didn't Great he? news. As you're here. <laughs> Just seconds before we go on air, I look to my right and see Andy adjusting himself, saying, oh, blimey, I've really got to throw these pants away. Hello. They can only get better, can't they? They caught me out in Russia. Are they the ones that caught... Yeah, So, hang on, they call you out in Russia... And they uh, caught me out the other week here. Basically, they, them on. they get you in a they get you in a stranglehold, don't they? At an unfortunate angle, just a vice-like at, grip. Just put me at a strange angle. It's very they, strange. Well, surely you should have left them in that particular Moscow hotel and never worn them. I can't believe you're wearing them like over a year on. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everybody. And uh, EastEnders producers... Oh, yeah. You've seen this story. They've been rocked, apparently, by the oh, theft yeah. of their top-secret Christmas script. I was thinking, don't be. We all know what's going to happen. Someone will get murdered. There's a fight in the Vic and there'll be a lot of cockney shouting. Somebody will fall off a roof. <laughs> yeah, um, someone right. will look up to the sky and go... No! And there'll be that shot they always do with the raindrops falling on their head. It's always raining. Uh, and then someone will leave um, the square in a, in a taxi, taxi, looking out the back of the taxi as they as they leave the square. It's true. So that's, what's yeah, the point? What's the point? Yeah. Never mind. It won't be upbeat, will it? No. It won't be like the end of a Christmas carol, No, I never it? understand that. It's so, why don't they have it a bit more upbeat? For Christmas. Because that's not what I don't think it's, people don't want that, do they? It's not don't what the they? show the show is built on. Kind of, we were watching Neighbours the other it's night. It's show built on misery. <laughs> we were watching Neighbours the other night. I said to the wife, Wouldn't it be nice this one episode where everyone got on? <laughs> it was all good. <laughs> that's not what soaps are about, <laughs> though, know, are they? I mean, it's not what drama's about. You've got to have a little bit of tension, haven't you? <laughs> I suppose so. Yeah, looking at today's set of photos on Simon Cowell on a jet ski, mm. first of all, well, well done to him. He's lost about two stay. Looks fantastic, doesn't he, for a bloke of his age? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. But I it's all a bit taut, isn't it? It's you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like I mean, it's, it's great. Well, he's still a bit. You know, he's yeah. still a bloke of sixty. Doesn't matter what, oh, no. how good your figure is. You know, you ski. You know, just yeah. He's, he's, because he's lost it all on his body but his shoulders are quite big he looks mm. like his head's slightly too big for his body at the moment <laughs> he's out of whack he still looks better than he looked before oh yeah but uh, well, I, see, think, I think he didn't look it wasn't a massive derby oh I don't know he, I thought he looked a kind of a comfortable 60 year old man with a little bit of a little bit of 
You know, like yeah. the darts, bunting. Yeah, no, no, he did, wasn't that What's bad. his name? I, I, yeah, I think you've been a bit, I, you know, it was a, you know, you can be, I don't, you can be too taut at 60, can't you, really? Oh, you can be too taut. Look out for my new Channel 5 series, <laughs> Too Taut at 60. Yeah. Well, but I was thinking, why don't you try a pedalo? You know, just, just for a change. Well, with his new fitness regime, yeah, we, we know it's Christmas you, when we it? see him on a mm. jet ski, but you're right, why doesn't he just get on a pedalo? Mm. That would sort out the uh, the legs as well, wouldn't <laughs> it? I doubt if he's done as much on his legs as he has on his upper body when he's been in the gym with his personal trainer. That's true. It's the vegan diet, apparently. And uh, although one in ten people will accompany Christmas dinner with ketchup, tomato ketchup. Really? Whilst rejecting cranberry and bread sauce. I thought that was quite a grim story. Yeah, okay. Well, it is, it is in middle-class Chiswick. <laughs> yeah. People can put whatever they like on well, their dinner, Well, of course can't they? they can. Yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. right. I'd never tell people what to put on there. When you're past Christmas the polenta. No, Handy no. past the polenta Not Jacobs. at all. We're very traditional. I do like the bread sauce and the cranberry. Are you a goose man? Oh, no. In these... You can't really say, can you? No, certainly not. Uh, uh, no, you're turkey all the way, are you? Yes. And uh, I know you love my... Uh, Bits where I pick out bits from the Daily Star. Not hitting, says the producer. <laughs> Are you a goose man? Sorry, it just took me a while to get that. I Don't wonder he, what he was shouting Another four me. defeats, he might be back. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah. Anyway, in my local carvery, oh, yeah. I counted 20 diners. Tommy's carvery. It's <laughs> very yeah. good there. All the jockeys go This is there. a bloke called Jai from Blackpool. He said, in my local carvery, I counted 20 diners who took mobiles to the toilet yeah. and then put them down on their table uh, on their return. Yeah. Mega germ carries, isn't he? Why are you just concentrating on your own dinner? That's the point. <laughs> counting. That's, that's they put that's their a, mobile in your dinner, one, John. Uh, one bloke's gone to the toilet with that. That's some two. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, imagine that. You're sitting there with the family and say, uh, anyway, let's catch up on the news, Joe. You haven't seen the kids for six weeks. You've been on the road. Sorry, that's the fifth bloke who's just gone off to the toilet with his... Uh, <laughs> yeah, Motty, I'm listening. I'm listening. Wasn't Motty, yeah. was it? I just, <laughs> that's, that's the a, sixth bloke. This, <laughs> imagine Motty was like that in there. That, that's the fourth time that guy's gone to the toilet today. What if he does record all of that? Anyway, he's coming up later, Motty. We'll uh, join. Yeah. Us, join us for the fall spray. He's got a big anniversary tomorrow. 50 years in the commentary know, box. Isn't it fantastic? And uh, we'll be marking that here on the station. He's back uh, on commentary duties uh, at the Villa game tomorrow, so you'll, you'll hear from him. It's a really remarkable achievement. Really. It's a long time. It goes without saying it's a long time, but it is, you know, amazing. Yeah. Uh, amongst the <sighs> items found down flushed down loose, I didn't say that very well, uh, this year, were pepper pigs. This was at the Wessex Waters Recycling Centre in Weymouth in Dorset. Yeah. Who flushes a pepper pig toy down the toilet? More than one or just one? It's they... pepper pig toys. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I don't know why the whole series of them. I can't work that out. It's a bit of a Johnny Nash. Uh, people, Gab Cancello's coming in with the uh, Christmas EastEnders tropes. He says, someone will lose their temper wildly and smash up the Christmas decorations <laughs> or Christmas dinner <laughs> as small child cows behind sofa. Yes. Yeah, it's a good chance, Gab. That'll Very be happening chance, as well on yeah, the square. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Uh, it'll be a happy Christmas for uh, Mino Raiola. Yeah, it always is, isn't it? <laughs> it is, really. If, if Pogba moves again, he's already made, they listed it in the paper today, £41.39 million pounds yeah. out of the moves from uh, Pogba to United and all that. Did you see uh, who is also the agent of uh, Erlen Haaland? I know. And so that, that will be a nice little payday, should it happen. He's like the, the thing is, United, a lot of clubs won't pay his fees, and United are prepared yeah. to, so they get, you know, he has got the best players. Yeah. So, you know, the, in a way, you, you can't blame them. He, um, he, he's kind of the, the sort of Dominic Cummings of football agents, isn't he? He looks mm. like he's about to go, he's like he's working on the bins. He's, have, he's work, <laughs> that day, he's, he's gone in and he's at work on the bins. Perhaps it's because apparently Dominic Cummings, the. Uh, 
Prime Minister's assistant who you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. He, not he, the plumber. This is quite, not the plumber. It's quite a studied look, apparently. Of course it's it is. Oh, of course it's a studied look, you know. I mean, blimey, you have, to, you have to really go out your way. You put more effort into that look. I've always said this about well, the Prime more, Minister. More effort into looking terrible. The Prime Minister, when he goes for a run, when Boris oh, goes yeah, for yeah, a run, yeah. um, he's got the Craghopper's fleece, the silly bandana or the stupid hat. You know, a pair of Bermuda shorts. Mm. It would be much easier for him to get a pair, a proper pair of running shorts out and a T-shirt and something. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, just, it's, better, it, you know, it? it's yeah. all part of being a self-styled character, Andy. Oh, yes, that's yeah. true. Well, you can't argue with that. Think we're done even with any arm, does it? No, exactly. So, um, what else, Andy? What have you got for Oh, us? yes, uh, Chris Rea, the University of Sheffield, the Boffins. Mm. This is quite good, actually. They've analysed his song, Driving Home for Christmas. And they said, obviously... What's to analyse? Well, they could have, he could have halved his carbon dioxide emissions by dumping the car and taking the train from King's Cross. <laughs> so, in, other words, they've, in the Times, they said, this song would be called Taking the East Coast Main Line into City 125, yeah. Home for Christmas. Yeah. Well, you know, it wouldn't quite be as romantic, but, you know, he would have uh, produced 44 uh, kilograms of CO2 in the car over 241 miles, whereas the intercity diesel would have only produced 25 per person. Yeah. So there you go. The lyrics would have to change, wouldn't they? Railing home for Christmas. <laughs> exactly. I can't wait to eat this sandwich. <laughs> Railing home for Christmas. <laughs> exactly. Top and tail with drunkards. It would be a very different yeah. lyric, wouldn't it? would be, really, yeah. yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Angus MacDonald joined us at the start of last month, the whole city defender. Uh, he was uh, undergoing treatment for bowel cancer. He'd uh, had an operation and was facing uh, the road back. He rejoins us now. Uh, good to see you, Angus. Good afternoon. How are we? And you come with good news. I do indeed. I've uh, I've been given the all clear from the doctor. I am Brilliant. now cancer free. Wow, fantastic, That's amazing! And I believe a lot of it is because you got it early. You you diagnosed it early. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it makes such got, a difference. Got caught it? really early, yeah. and you know, overcome it really quickly. You know, yeah. So it's it's been good. I, I, I um, the day you came in, well, we told you at the time we were off that evening to the Bobby Moore Fun Quiz. Yes, mm. and I spoke to Stephanie Moore, uh, Bobby's wife, that night and, and mentioned you. And I, I think you, you guys we probably spoke, had a conversation. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Spoke but um, I explained the situation, and she said they've got it early. Uh, you know, I'm sure he's going to be fine. She was so yeah. confident you were going to be all right, and that is so key. And it's obviously partly down to the kind mm. of money that the Bobby Moore funders raised in the yeah. research. That your that stories like yours are, are more common. Yeah, no, definitely the research that you know Stephanie's been doing for the, the charity, the foundation has been fantastic, and it certainly does help. It helps with the treatment that people undergo. So to overcome it as quick as possible is 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 the aim, and obviously to catch it as early as possible is obviously the other aim. Did you mm. expect this news this quickly? When did when did you did you you knew that how long the treatment was going to last? No, or? I think that was a scary part, not mm. knowing when the end was the end uh, the end end was going to be. Yeah. Um. So to to say I've overcome it in less than three months is fantastic. Um, so you know I, I couldn't I couldn't have asked for anything better, especially just before Christmas. Of course, yeah, and yeah. The family must be so delighted, and the club Hull, uh, also everyone there did like, put out a nice message for you, didn't they? Yeah, definitely. The foot, like I said last time, the football community really come together. And they've done they've done the same again now, but it's to get that news was for loved ones and for friends and close ones was was yeah. fantastic. Really, it was a really good feeling. Did you? I mean, was there a bit of trepidation when the doctor said we want to see you? Is that is that the way it worked out? Yeah. Well, well no. It wasn't <laughs> the first time around when I got diagnosed with cancer. That was that's how it happened. Yeah. And I, I told the doctor himself, I went, don't do that to me again. That scared. That scared the yeah, crap yeah. out of me. <laughs> yeah. um, so I actually got a call off the physio, 
Right. Crazy. And it was, you know, I had to stop the car. I stopped from driving a minute because it was quite an emotional, sure. emotional conversation. But it was a good one. Positive, yeah. Positive, positive. So a lot of it has been coming through the club. A lot of the feedback you've been getting, the club have been very involved in that, the whole process. Yeah. Yeah. The club doctor and the physio have been right by my side every step of the way. Um, so the, the doctor would then inform the physio and f- the physio would then inform me. Um, so, but the club have been fantastic. They've yeah. been number one supporters all the way through it. How, how, what was the treatment like from your point of view? Was it, I mean, we, we talked about the operation last time you were here and it was, a, it was a big op, wasn't it? And that took a lot out of your movement. How was the, uh, was the treatment itself after? It was quite brutal as well. Um, so I didn't actually have to have treatment. I didn't have to, uh, chemo or radio. Right. Um, but the operations themselves really knock you for six. Yeah. Um, you know, like you can't get out of bed for, you know, a good week, a good week to two weeks. Um, you know, I lost over a stone and a half in weight. So it's now just really building myself back up to hopefully get back on that pitch in January. Yeah, I was yeah. going to ask you about that because that's something everyone will be thinking that. Yeah. Will, you, will you come back? Everyone will hope you can. Yeah, so doctor's given me all clear and hopefully six weeks he's given me after the operation to allow me to go back into training will be the 16th of January, I think. Well, that'd be great, right, day. so that's got a little got a little mm. target in sight for myself. Yeah, it's uh, one of the lads will clatter you straight away. <laughs> straight away, yeah. welcome, <laughs> welcome back. You'll yeah. get a whack. Well, from I know you a few probably of them. want that, don't you? You, <laughs> don't, you don't want them to be sort of pussyfooting around you. Do no, you no, want to get I'll stuck get, in again. I'll get straight involved. I'm not yeah. one to not one to pussyfoot around. So I, it'd be good to be around the lads again. Have you been able to do any sort of maintenance stuff? I mean, have you been able to do? You, you've been in the gym doing some sort of light stuff, or have you not been able to? Has it been yeah, just too tiring? I, well, I did before. Before my second operation, when mm. I started to feel better from my first, just before my second, I started to do a little bit, not nothing too strenuous because I sort of thought, well, I'm going to be not for six again in a minute, so mm. don't want to do too much. So now it's a case just recovering and hopefully can hit the ground running, you know, 15th, 16th for January. Yeah. Have you been able to keep in touch with football and, and the club? Have you been watching hard play? Yeah, yeah, I try and get to or watch as much games on TV and stuff. When I first got diagnosed, like I said before, I tried to stay away from it. I yeah. just shut off from football because it was... It was too much to take at the time. Yeah. I hadn't played in a year as it was, so to then not know when I was next going to play. Um, but, you know, I've been getting to a few games now recently. The good news has come and hopefully can get back to more in a new year. You uh, That's right, last year you missed a lot of last season. Yes. Pretty all through DVT, didn't yeah. you, Ed? So it's been, a, it's been a tough couple of years for you, yeah. isn't it? Hopefully that's all behind now because we've realised that my blood was inflaming from another disease that I had. And right. So they were related, were they? Yeah, they were related okay. with colitis, the bowel or disorder that I did have. Yeah. Um, or disease as such. Um, so now that that's all been cleared up, hopefully there's nothing nothing going to stand in my way now. So you'll really? continue to have obviously regular checkups when yeah. you're going back to see the specialist? Every six months to a year and then a couple of years and then obviously if everything's good then, well, you know, yeah. don't know what the future holds. Wow. Well, it's great news, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you fantastic. must, as you say, you must be just sort of so relieved, and it's, it's your family as well, isn't it? Your friends, yeah, and family, they, and everybody that that go through it. Kind of, when you're in the eye of it, you're concentrating on getting better, but there's people around you care for you, really worried. Yeah, no, definitely. That was the worst pits in friends, family upset for you, um, but you don't see it because, like you said, you're concentrating on your operation, but then they're waiting five, six hours while you're in the operating theatre. You don't yeah, know what they're going through. So course. now that's yeah, hopefully all out of the way and done with, and we can we can all move forward. Do you, do you think you're um, you think you sort of trying to help out the charity now, having spoken to Stephanie and, and having suffered from the disease yourself? Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, being diagnosed this myself, I'd now going through the process of registering my own foundation, the Angus MacDonald Foundation. Oh, okay, well, great. Um, with the charity commissions to um, 
to raise as much awareness for bowel cancer as well mm. um, for the you know people under the age of thirty, similar to what I've been through. So yeah. hopefully we can you know really kick kickstart that, and I can start raising my own awareness as well, which is one of the, which is what I want to do. Is it more common than people think in in young people? Because, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. I didn't realise how common it was until until obviously doing a bit of research myself, but it's massive, it's massively common, yeah. Because, because testing only about, doesn't yeah, start till 60. Yeah, they're in this country it doesn't start till 60. And they're talking yeah. about lowering the age of that. I think it should, definitely. Yeah. You know, I didn't ever expect this at 26, and there's people younger than me that's had it, so yeah, I think 60 is too old. I mean, you can voluntarily get tested, can't you? Yeah. If you, if you, but you mean you have to. You, you, you probably would not normally you'd have to be keen to do. That. Yeah, but, but <laughs> yeah. you probably wouldn't. Well, you wouldn't do that until you'd start to have at least one of the symptoms and were worried. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's the other thing, isn't it? That, that young people must think, well, this is a, this is an old person's disease. It's not yeah. going to get me. Mm. So if you do see any of the symptoms and they're all well known, you can go and check them out online, of course. But um, if you do see any of the symptoms, just deal with it early. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because, you know, some people, you read some of the stories, they didn't have any symptoms. Yeah. So it, sometimes it does just come out of the blue. But if you do get a symptom, don't be shy to talk about it. Don't be shy to go see a doctor. Go get it done because, you know, I'm living myself, you know, yeah. two months two months ago I had cancer, I caught, caught early and now I'm, well, now I'm cancer yeah. free. So, the, you know, the earlier you catch it, the better. I mean, as pr- professional athletes and having those brilliant medical teams on hand, that gives you a great advantage over others to an extent isn't it you know the yeah. whole process can be sped up and there's people around you are kind of noticing you can report those changes to people straight away yeah you? definitely you know the, the doctors and everything's been first class you know i went privately through football and stuff and i was lucky enough to do that um but there's definitely ways of you know if you've got symptoms and stuff get into the doctors as soon as possible so. yeah who were we talking to last week though talking about the fact that cl- players liked don't like to admit to the doctor that they're not well because then they, they'll Scared get left out of the team. They might find themselves yeah. not not in the yeah. squad and not in the team. That's very yeah. true. Yeah, you're right. We, we were chatting yeah, about right. that last week, weren't we? Who it was? It happened. happened it was Carl. No, it was Carl Akima. Carl Akima. Yeah, yeah, of course it was. Yeah. Carl was saying that he didn't. He didn't first want to go and say to the doctor that you know something's up. Yeah. Um, you don't want to. You don't want to miss out on a starting place on a Saturday, do you, or a Tuesday? So no. So I can see why players do that, and it happens a lot. It does. It does what about Christmas? Are you? Uh, Got some plans for Christmas? Try and put on as much weight as possible. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so it? Yeah. Yeah, to do it. <laughs> yeah, I know it's great. The chocolates and everything. So yeah, no, you're going to really go. Going to really it. enjoy. Hopefully, last Christmas off for yeah for a few years. That's and right. you, you are going to get away anywhere or before you get a bit of warm weather training? Might try to. Yeah, <laughs> not the club. No, I'm going to try and speak to them about trying to get away for a few days just before I come back in. You get slaughtered if you come back with a tan. Exactly, like you yeah. Say, oh yeah, come on, get on with it. Well, it's lovely to see. It's great to get such good news. I'm sure the listeners are all delighted for you. So lovely to see you, Angus. And keep in touch. Best of luck once you get back into training and. We'll catch up with you in the new year. Thank you. Thank well, you. Have a much. great Christmas. You too. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. 
for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Martin, should we start with Sports Personality of the Year? It seems a long time ago, but yes. we've not, we've not had, had your still, take on it yet. Well, people are still tweeting about it all the time. Yeah, yeah. It was trending today. It was, of course, appalling, but you know, <laughs> we sort of expect that. It's mm. been, you, know, you switch on expecting it to be appalling. And I, I, as I tweeted on Sunday, you know, I was ready to take it to, the, you know, take it to pieces, basically, yeah. and um, rubbish it mercilessly. Right. But then the, the bit with Doddy Weir was just inspirational. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, more, I heard you earlier on, talking about Rob Burroughs so you know yeah. in the light of that even more um, more poignant really uh, and that was a fantastic bit and I thought Princess Anne was superb you know you never you always think to yourself um, you know Princess Anne she's never that you always think she's a bit haughty yeah. I mean because she's a member of the royal family she's yeah. not yeah. A, bit, a bit horsey <laughs> I would say. It's a bit horsey and a bit haughty <laughs> a bit horsey a bit horsey <laughs> yeah but I mean she's she, always loved her sport though hasn't she she has yeah, yeah, yeah. well she won the thingy one year didn't she she won the sports sports personality, personality. That was, yeah. that was a stitch up but yeah, she yeah. did win it <laughs> yeah. um, and I thought she was brilliant the way she sort of related to Doddy Weir and it didn't seem forced the way it does when Prince Charles or some of those no. others sort of try and be she's very senior in, in sort of Scottish rugby isn't she she's, yes. she has a role there yeah, she's yeah, a patron yeah. I think yeah, exactly, of the, yeah. uh, Scottish rugby union mm. so that was a great bit Dennis Law Brilliant. Oh, yes, yeah, he always, always is. Oh, he's always I brilliant. saw him do an after dinner once. He was absolutely sensational. He's got great comic timing. He, he was has, absolutely he? Really funny bloke. Yeah. Mm, I thought he was great. He was yeah. one of the stars. Um, the year, in the year 219, he said. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely brilliant. And, and he was sort of, do I have to open all these envelopes? <laughs> and Gary Lineker said, well, it's kind of what you're here for. You yeah, know, yeah. Which I thought was all, all great stuff. But apart from that, the big problem with, with it is that they insist on making it. We're probably all old enough to remember, you know, Des Lynham doing it, and it was a review of sports review of the year. So you knew you, if you were a rugby league fan, you'd get a minute and a half of, yeah. uh, of rugby league footage. Twenty-two seconds we got this year. Really? Uh, wow. Yeah. Of the Challenge was, Cup final. It probably. just shows you the Challenge Cup final and uh, and the Grand Final. That was it. Yeah. But you know, just one try. It's had to each. become. So you say it was all about the sport. It was about the coverage with mm. the with the awards. It was almost a bolt on, wasn't it? it was a review of the year, but when we haven't got the coverage, it has to, it has to flip yeah, on its head and become an entertainment yeah. show. Pay for it? the footage, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I noticed uh, James Corrigan, the fine golf writer for yep. the Telegraph, uh, tweeting about it, and you can see why people from, I mean, the way they do it is just going to, uh, they better they might as well forget the review of the year altogether mm. because they're not going to do it properly. No. Why do, do you, it? Do you think it'll ever be held in London again? It's so funny, isn't it, the way they, they don't dare put it in London because they know they'll get absolutely hammered. So they <laughs> yeah. um, that's getting absolutely 
everything. It's going further north. It's going to be in every city. It's going to be in Reykjavik. We're going to do it in Thurso. <laughs> Thurso. Reykjavik is a good call. Honestly. Uh, well, that is the whole point about this Sports Personality of the Year, that programme. It mainly is to spot... You know when you see awards ceremonies, they're rubbish. Yeah. And we can all say that, having not won any awards. It's very and true. They're basically, they're basically <laughs> rubbish. The, Os- the, the wrong film always wins the Oscars. Yeah. You know, you look back to the year of Citizen Kane and the winner was How Green Was My Valley. Okay. It's always the wrong film wins the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. But you can see the point of the Oscars. The point of the Oscars is to... F- Sell films. Yeah. that's it's entirely a publicity event. Mm. To uh, you know, because after the Oscars, then films that have uh, flopped first time round, they'll you know they'll repackage yeah. them as an Oscar winner or whatever. But the point of the Sports Personality of the Year is mainly to spotlight BBC values. Mm. The box ticking was just phenomenal. You could see it with all you know with all the interviews. Mm. There was always you know something. Oh, this shows the power of sport and this and you know you want everybody to have a fair shot. But yeah. it's just you can hear the BBC gears grinding on it. You know, and you've got um, Claire Balding, Gabby Logan, um, Gary Lineker, of course. So it's all one big um, spotlighting of what what the BBC does, mm. um, which I suppose you can. You, you can yeah. see why they do yeah. that, but it does make for a quite a dull show, I think. I thought the bit and where it, they were bringing the trophy, you know, with yeah, with, with, with Gareth Thomas, Gareth and Thomas, Graham yeah. Swan. I know it was for charity, but it was pretty it was lame. for charity. It, but that was BBC box ticking, wasn't mm. it? it? You know, one hundred percent. You know, they bring sport relief in. Then you've got Lewis Capaldi, um, who I was disappointed about. It was nothing to do. You, with were, you wanted Peter Capaldi, I did. Ideally, I thought, didn't was, you? I thought it was Doctor Who. Malcolm Tucker. Oh, Malcolm Tucker. That would that would have lightened it. No end. That would have been brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, it was it was the same old old mix. Yeah. And of course, this year we all knew who was going to win. Uh, and I have to say, I'm, I'm speaking in a fairly jaundiced way about sports personality, despite winning money on it. Oh, I won <laughs> money on it. Well, That's I'm good. normally quite positive about things when you. you've won cash. Yeah, Martin. I yeah. Uh, I backed Lewis Hamilton at four to one yeah. to uh, with in the without Ben Stokes market because right. we all knew Ben Stokes oh, going to win. That's so well, Formula One always does really. I thought it was the best bet of the year. Wow, um, far better than my uh, bet on the uh, Conservatives' no overall majority. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh dear. A waste of time. So, um, world's strongest man. World's strongest man. So that's either you've won it or you're going to talk about it. I might talk about it rather than... I I didn't bother going in for it this year. But uh, they are phenomenal, those guys. But I rather like James Richardson's uh, intro to... I always like a program with James Richardson presenting. He's a good good choice, I think. He's a very good choice underpin it all, really. Precisely. I think any event that nobody takes seriously, if you've got James Richardson, he's the king of the race. He doesn't actually... No, raise you can, it's eyebrows, an audio raised eyebrow. Audio yeah, raised yeah, eyebrow, yeah, exactly yeah, that. Yeah. But he started saying, it's hard to believe it's almost a year since the world... St-. I thought, no, it's not. It's on every Christmas. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's so easy to believe. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a year since they last did it. Um, anyway, from all four corners of the uh, British Isles, um, people came to compete for Britain's most prestigious strength title, he said. Yeah. I was just wondering, what is Britain's second most prestigious strength <laughs> Britain's title? Britain's strongest man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this was the world's... Or was this Britain's strongest? This, this was Britain's... Oh, oh, Brit- oh, Brit- did Britain's I say world's strongest? You said the world's. Yeah, oh, okay. Britain's, Britain's strongest man. Yeah. Okay. Or it, it goes towards the world's strongest man. Yeah, okay, so it was, right, yeah. It, it was yeah. under that banner. Right. Although it was the British... It was the one in Sheffield. Okay. At the... Uh, 
Doncaster and Sheffield Airport Arena. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Have they come up with a T20 version of it yet? Like a quick version? A quick like version of the world's strongest man. Just it, one lift. They, no, they, 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 they're pulling buses. they still pulling buses and stuff They weren't like pulling that. buses. They've changed a lot of the um, a lot of the stuff that they do. Mm. It's all basically the same test of strength, but there's something that looks a bit like a, a sort of... I don't know, it's like a tricycle type thing. Right, it's not gone so health and safety. It's saying, oh, you can't mm. pick that up. It's too heavy. You might put your back out. I mean, that would <laughs> no, kill it. That, that would that, kill it. That would <laughs> be stones. <laughs> and they all, they all have nicknames. I like the way they're all introduced by their nicknames. Uh, Adam Bish Bishop. Oh, okay. Adam That's Bish Bishop. That's pretty inventive a nickname, is yep. it? Yep. Well, listen to some of these. Really yeah. inventive. Terry Hollands is known as Terry. Dutch? Not Dutch? No. Okay, can no. we try and guess what's he known as? Big Tell. Big Tell. Okay, Big give tell. us another name. We'll try and guess the nickname. <laughs> Lawrence Charlie. Um, uh, Lawrence Charlie. Big Lars. Oh, Big Lars. Yeah, Big Lars. You won't get Luke Stockman. It's Luke the Highland Oak Stockman. Oh, I was about to say Which that, is, Martin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he, his brother was in it as well. His brother, they might have argued about nicknames because he's Luke the Highland Oak Stockman. Yeah. His brother is Tom the Albatross Stockman. Oh, wow. You know how he got the Albatross? You get there? wafers with it. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> that's an obscure reference. It is. I know we'll it leave is. it for the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll leave it for them to guess. Yeah. Uh, Mark <laughs> Miracle Man Felix. Now, I like this one. Graham, Graham Hicks. What do you think his nickname is? Graham, Graham Hicksy. Hicksy. Hicksy, of course. We're nearly out of time. Could we get very briefly your take on Liverpool versus Monterey? Well, I thought it was quite amusing that uh, I'd listened to your show in the afternoon yeah. and uh, Tim Vickery was on uh, saying almost exactly the same uh, as he said on your show in the afternoon yes, yeah. uh, about uh, Flamengo and everything. He very smartly um, dressed, wasn't he? A number of the listeners say how well turned out. He, he, he is a bit well. of a style counsellor, Tim. Yeah. You see, yes, he, he is, yeah, isn't he? quite smartly dressed. Yeah. The, I didn't know they were coming back, those pins that we, in, oh, the, yeah, yeah, in the mod days. Yeah. You know, the white collar and the He pin, is a bit of a mod. He's flying the mod flag around yeah. Rio. Him and Ian Moore, the two last, yeah. last surviving mods. <laughs> That's it. But he was Kelnerd. I'm always liked to see someone counted because yeah. he made some sarcastic remark about Mark Chapman. Yeah, and he got nothing. <laughs> right, yeah. Absolutely nothing. Chappers did come back to it at the end, but in that moment, he got out, did he? Yeah. He got absolutely nothing. So, Martin, we'll catch up with you, Nick. Oh, no, we won't. It's Christmas, isn't it? It's Christmas. You're not Have a fantastic on, so, Christmas, yeah. and we Enjoy. will see yes. you in a, yeah. in a couple Thank of weeks. Thank you for everything yeah. as well. Excellent. Happy Christmas to you and yours, as the old milkman used to say back in the day. There. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Have you put your decorations up yet? Oh, yeah, blimey, yeah, ages yeah, ago, yeah. Right, yeah. Well, you would do, and you right. wouldn't leave it. I mean, there's an optimum. I've seen, you know, people mm. who were putting up the tree at the end of November, that was pushing it a bit. But, yeah. uh, no, they're, they're well and truly yeah, up. Yeah, that's right. I understand you got a bit of a bargain tree the other day, Andy. Oh, yeah, not too bad, actually. Yeah. Nice, yeah, well, yeah. Nice, yeah. But uh, not, I bet your decorations are like Jack Devaney of oh, uh, Plymouth. Tell me. No. They're basically a rat's head bauble <laughs> and a shooting star made from a starfish. Amongst the festive decorations by taxidermist. Ah, yeah, that's so he's missed. turned he's turned bits of yeah. old uh, animal, really screams, dead animal. Screams Christmas, doesn't it? <laughs> a rat's head bauble. Yeah, really. Sounds like a Frank Zappa a album. Festive turkey hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, in all its glory. A real turkey he puts it on the table. It'd be a lot of fun having the old taxidermist there. Good, yeah, yeah. yeah. No but I'd love to see his tree. Yeah, and for a late, uh, never mind the Talksport book. If you want a real bargain for oh, a yeah. late, uh, late. Stocking filler. Mm. Gwyneth Paltrow is pushing £324 pyjamas. Is she? Yes, £140 salt grinders and a tea towel for 34 quid. 
Well, what, what's in it that makes it 34 quid? <laughs> no idea. And the salt grinder, how much? 100 and what? <laughs> 140 quid. You can just, or you could just pour it out the salt cellar. For kids, there is a tote bag with colouring book and pencils. Well, that'll be reasonable. Oh, no, 99 quid. Blimey. I know. What's this range? What's it called, then? Uh, the, the, geez, the Goop. Oh, goop. that old oh, goop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Well, you had a bit of a turn there, Andy. I was a bit worried about you. <laughs> Liverpool have just done a tie with a company called Acronis um, and they work in artificial intelligence. Yes. And their boss apparently stood up yesterday saying it's only a matter of time before we develop a kind of robo-manager that can mm. kind of evaluate the stats as a game is ongoing and make suitable substitutions Daniel, you love and that. tactical decisions. Yeah, it's fantastic. You just plug it in. He'd still find a way of sacking it, though, Daniel. He'd <laughs> be great, wouldn't he? He did a, it was a very interesting interview with James Olley in the uh, London yeah. Evening Standard last couple of nights. It's been picked up around the country. But uh, it was very interesting. He was talking about money. He said, we have to get rid of this obsession in English football of spending money. It just doesn't happen overseas. Well, unfortunately, it does happen in the Premier League. Yeah, and it so does happen overseas. You do have yeah. to complete. Like Atletico Madrid didn't pay 104 million for Yao Felix or yeah. anything like that. Yeah, he said we've allocated an amount to spend each year in terms of net investment. Well, for there was one year we didn't spend any. <laughs> of course, let's not forget the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talksport. So there we are. That was uh, this afternoon's show. It put a spring in everybody's step pre-Christmas. That was fantastic news from uh, Angus. We will we'll return on Monday, won't we? Yeah, funny enough, I'm not coming in Monday. Aren't you? No, of course not. <laughs> Change your mind. So, uh, Andy will be here Monday. Tuesday, we got the uh, the old uh, party with the TalkSport listeners and some old classic clips. And we'll bring you a Christmas Day special as well with the clips of the year and some of our favourite guests. So, till then, um, enjoy the last weekend of uh, Christmas shopping and we will catch up with you on Monday. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.